0: Hi everyone! Today, me and Hellevorn are going to be talking about the results that she had after taking the 16 personalities quiz for two of her characters, Ulf and Ivar, who are the protagonists of her upcoming contemporary novel, Equilibrium Point. In many ways, Equilibrium Point is a modern retelling or alternative timeline version of Lucky Wolf. So Ivar is the modern version of... Ingvar and Ulf is the modern version of um, Eov so we're going to be contrasting and comparing these two characters with each other as well as with their medieval selves
1: Right It was really fun taking this personality test and I have to say I was inspired by you because you started doing it for your characters and I found it fascinating and it's so fun to uh, um, to solve the test uh, from the perspective of your character. So it's a uh, um, immersion, total immersion for me as uh, as the author. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So let's start with Ulf. What is Ulf's personality? So uh, Ulf is an uh, entrepreneur, uh, ESTPA, and uh, Ivar was an architect, INTJA, and I have to say that both of these really fit like a glove. Mm -hmm,
0: they do and i love the photoshop you did with putting their faces
1: onto the little avatar from the site (laughs) thanks i thought it would be really funny especially with ivar who is so uh such a serious person to to see him his face pasted on a cartoony character it's really fun
0: yeah i love the poses too i think ulf's pose is very very accurate but um he does have that little thing that says sport and he's not sporty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true but
1: then he's dressed in yellow i found it really fun that the entrepreneur is dressed in yellow because in in lucky wolf his medieval version eolf wears yellow and it's his trademark right
0: <laughs> so ulf is art by presenting yes go ahead sorry
1: okay so he's an entrepreneur and he is uh more- Mostly extroverted. He's more observant than intuitive, which is interesting, and more thinking than feeling, which is again interesting because quite an impulsive person and he can get sometimes sentimental, but his uh, reason um, matters more. Uh, in terms of tactics, he is prospecting rather than judging, and of course, he's very assertive. Right. So what are his strengths and weaknesses? Um, okay. So let's see. I, I found this quote really interesting. It says, inside of the day, entrepreneurs are the most likely personality type to be one of the cool kids at school. And then we see him in uh, uh, in equilibrium point when he's a teenager. And uh, he really is one of the cool kids and the party animal that uh, uh, people like or even those who don't like him uh they are still intrigued by him (laughs) that's true like Ivar for example that's true right okay so um they say strengths and weaknesses um entrepreneur strengths bold um and definitely he is full of life and energy and it says there is no greater joy for entrepreneurs than pushing boundaries and discovering and using new things and ideas okay so um he's also rational and uh, he loves knowledge and philosophy but not for his own sake Uh, So he he likes finding ideas that are actionable, and um, that's very true, and I like that uh, it it also says that he loves knowledge and philosophy, because this is one thing that he and Ivar bond over, even though uh, uh, Ivar is more into theoretical things, I guess, than uh, Ulf, but this is something they both have in common. Also, he's original, he's perceptive, uh, he is direct. Uh, and he's very sociable, and we see that in Ulf very much from the way that he dresses, where he is very original, and he likes uh, getting attention. Uh, to the fact that he is very sociable, and that's definitely in his uh, medieval version as well. As we know, he is uh, um, he, he throws these lavish parties and rituals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He loves being at the center of attention. Yes, always. Always. Um, the weakness is he can be insensitive, it says. And um, I think he's more considerate in his contemporary version um, because he had less trauma than the medieval one. But uh, in the medieval one, we see him often being very insensitive. Um, but even. Uh, uh, as, as his uh, uh, contemporary um, version, Ulf, um, he can be bluntly honest um he can be very impatient and risk prone and we see him in uh, uh equilibrium point doing a lot of risky things from when he has these antisocial tendencies as a teenager and uh, uh he puts himself into dangerous situations and uh, then we see that into his adulthood when he does some well, shady things that uh, risk his career.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Insensitive is definitely one of his weaknesses, as we saw in Lucky Wolf. As you said, in his medieval version, he is definitely more to the point, and sometimes he doesn't really think about what he says before
1: he says it. Exactly, and he isn't very considerate about other people's feelings, except when it suits him. Mm-hmm right so uh, and also he is defiant this is another weakness uh and it says uh, repetition hardline rules sitting quietly while they are lectured at this isn't how entrepreneurs live live their lives they are action-oriented and hands-on and this is something that uh, he even says in the novel uh so um that's true. He is quite defiant when it comes to wolves, and uh, like I said, this jeopardizes his career and, unlucky wolf, even his his life because mm-hmm. he he rebels against the king. So <laughs> <laughs> what's more defiant than this? Exactly.
0: <laughs> How about his romantic relationships?
1: Ah, uh, this is nice. It says. Sexually, entrepreneurs have no real reservations. It's fun, it's physically enjoyable, new ideas are always welcome, and entrepreneur personality, strong perception keeps them well tuned to their partner's needs. However, entrepreneur separation of the physical act from the more emotional and spiritual connections uh, can be a serious source of tension if everybody isn't on the same page. Sometime, some types need sex to be a genuine expression of love entrepreneurs just aren't one of them and this is very true because he can easily compartmentalize between um, love and just casual sex Uh, so this can be a problem he is upfront about it but um, this can cause some awkward situations if you know things (laughs) change for one of the partners um, during the relationship Okay. So that's one thing. And then it says, when it comes to romantic relationships, um, people with the entrepreneur personality type can hardly be said to be pining away for their wedding day. (laughs) So he's really not the romantic type of person. Life is fun and full of surprises and they'll enjoy it in the here and now. So um they may not spend a lot of time planning for some day, but their enthusiasm and unpredictability make them thrilling dating partners. Entrepreneurs' relationships are far from boring. Their improvisational style creates a seemingly never-ending list of activities and hobbies to be involved in. And entrepreneurs fully encourage their partners to partake. It's interesting because in equilibrium point, it's rather Ivar who comes up with... Uh, um, out-of-the-ordinary ideas for uh, activities that they can take part in. Um, But this is also because Ulf is more open to experiences, and when he comes with uh, uh, an idea, Ivar is very likely to say no, while Ulf is basically up for anything that Ivar proposes. (laughs) So maybe this (laughs) is also why this is uh, happening. And this is interesting. It says, entrepreneurs love new ideas and the occasional philosophical discourse discussion, which is a big point in uh, my novel. Uh, so it's interesting that it comes up so often. But they need to be topics that can be explored through action together and not just idle talk. And the example that they chose with epidemic obesity and healthy living is on point because Ulf is a doctor. So of course, he's going to talk about things like that in the novel. So I really love how well this fits. Okay. Um another slide for romantic relationships. It says that easily bored people with the entrepreneur personality type seek constant excitement, sometimes even intentionally exposing themselves to risk if they Feel stuck, so I guess he is more likely to uh, jump from one partner to another. He can be loyal if he wants to, but then he can easily move on. It's as being as charming and as popular as they are, it can sometimes be a little too easy to move on, or not necessarily to move on, but to have an open relationship and to you know not be exclusive with his partner, which is something that happens all through his. life Mm -hmm. so um, this is uh, we will see this uh, challenged in uh, equilibrium where uh, um, he and diva are are not always compatible in a lot of ways so um, um, it it will be a challenge for Ulf to uh, uh, to be I should say loyal (laughs) Right, and that's the opposite for Ivar, who is very loyal. Yeah, exactly, because he he doesn't seek as much excitement as Ulf does. Mm -hmm. Right, so um let's see what it says about career when it comes to career options actions is the word of the day so definitely he would not be uh, good as a researcher or a librarian or things like that (laughs) he needs to be on his feet and to make quick decisions in the heat of the moment so um uh he's a doctor and um he has great responsibilities as a doctor and uh um he he needs to uh, make decisions quickly that will have uh, a great impact on people's health and lives so i guess in this sense it fits he he, he never gets bored um he does choose a stable job so i guess he 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 doesn't go for a very exciting i mean i guess it's exciting but it's also a stable job so right <laughs> um he doesn't do very well with rules, as we're going to see in Equilibrium Point. It's kind of a spoiler, so I won't get into a lot of detail, but you know what I mean when he goes outside of the beaten path uh, to prove his point and uh, to do what he thinks is right, even if the law says otherwise. So, yes, definitely he will uh, he will step outside of the, um, the path that he's supposed to follow. Right. So um, okay, it says that he could drive the ambulance. <laughs> so yeah, <I> <laughs> oh, paramedics. Right. It says that one. Uh, it, it lists paramedics as a type of the job that entrepreneurs have. So yeah, I guess it fits the career as well. <laughs> okay. Now let's see what it says about the friendships um he is a very friendly and sociable person but he doesn't have a lot of very close friends So uh, it says here that they don't worry much about what other thinks about them. This attracts friends who share their attitude and zest for life. And that's definitely true because most of his friends, unlike Ivar, um, (laughs) do share this zest for life. And um, they love going to parties and doing all kinds of activities together. But uh, with Ivar, it's rather the philosophical discussions and the intellectual exercise that bond them as it says here so but it says that they are unlikely to develop friendships based solely on one-to-one discussions about european economic <sighs> challenges and the role <laughs> of religion in politics so, so yeah i guess this is why uh he isn't just friends with ivar because he could not have a friendship based on this one but if it's you know, a multi-layered relationship, I guess it works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's Ivar, right? Ivar would have a friendship based on that.
1: Yeah, only on that. <laughs> that, that, that would be perfect for
0: him. And how about um Ulf as a parent?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question because he, he does have a child, a little girl in uh, equilibrium. So... Uh, It says that he would be the perfect parent. Um, Fun-loving and playful, flexible and understanding. Uh, He genuinely loves spending time with his child and knows how to make sure that everyone is having a good time because of his natural curiosity and spontaneity. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, his daughter thinks he is uh, quite a fun person to be around. Um, Mm -hmm. So... um, they can create healthy genuine bonds with their children gaining a deeper knowledge of their children's unique needs and dreams So uh, uh, this will create an open relationship between him and uh, his daughter. Of course, his daughter is very young. He's about four years old throughout the novel. So this isn't uh, uh, immediately noticeable because at this age, uh, children are, of course, very uh, close to their parents. But I think that in... um, um, in uh, her later years, uh, she will have an open relationship with Ulf based on honesty and understanding. uh, Mm -hmm. Because I think Ulf is a type of parent who can uh, create that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I see that too. Right. So this was everything about Ulf. Now we can uh, we can go uh, on to Ivar and uh, let's see how he contrasts with Ulf. And uh, I love that uh, in describing the architect personality type, they start with uh, a quote, which I think would really fit in equilibrium point by Blaise Pascal. It says. Thought constitutes the greatness of man. Man is a reed, the feeblest thing in nature, but he's a thinking reed. I think this is something that Ivar would say. It does
0: sound like something he would, especially when it's narrated in his voice in equilibrium points.
1: Yeah, I know. I know that this fits so well. I was so excited to see how well Ivar fits as well. It says, Rational and quick-witted architects pride themselves on their ability to think for themselves, not to mention their uncanny knack for seeing right through phoniness and, philo- and hypocrisy. But because their minds are never at rest, architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their non-stop analysis of everything around them. Definitely, Ivar is a very analytical person And uh, because of this, he can be quite judgmental because uh, nothing is satisfying enough for him. And this sometimes reflects in a negative way upon his relationships with other people, romantic and not only. So um, he can come off as arrogant because he really does take pride in his ability to Think for himself mm-hmm. so he would not be friends or have a romantic relationship with someone that he doesn't consider to be uh bold and original like himself
0: mm-hmm. so this
1: is one thing that attracts him to ulf it says a pioneering spirit architects question everything and that's definitely true um he doesn't uh trust the status quo doesn't rely on conventional wisdom or other people's expertise to guide their lives because he is ever skeptical and he prefers to make his own discoveries and i think this is what he and eva he and uh sorry really connect because they they both have this in common in spite of the apparent um discrepancies between the two Mm -hmm. um So he wants to be successful, not just inventive. And this is why he places a great emphasis on his career. From the outside, people would say that he is quite an accomplished person. Of course, being so critical, he doesn't really find much satisfaction in his job. But yeah, he has a a good job. He's an uh, executive at uh, uh, his uh, uncle's company. Independent to the core, they want to shake off other people's expectations and pursue their own ideas. Yes, definitely. Um, Okay, and he has a thirst for knowledge. He genuinely wants to expand the limits of his knowledge. And this is why I think he wants to challenge himself. And he finds in Ulf a challenge. He's very cynical. He assumes that most people are lazy, unimaginative, and simply doomed to mediocrity. <laughs> this is so on point. I, I think he would say it in these exact words, or or even more judgmental words, <laughs> even <laughs> harsher ones. Um, in school, they may have been called bookworms or nerds. Um, I think it can be true, but then he was the kind of person who could get into... Um, I would say debates or not really debates because he doesn't like talking very much, but he could challenge uh, teachers and other students if he thinks that uh, they are wrong. And he generally thinks that he is right and everybody else is wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He recognizes his own ability to master any topic that interests him. And yes, he is very confident about his intellectual abilities. (laughs) Right. He has little patience for frivolity, distractions, and idle gossip. But he is far from dull or humorless. Um, Some people think he is dull and humorless, but those who know him better can appreciate his uh, fine wit. uh, And uh, Ulf is one of the ones who who notice the subtleties. (laughs) One of the few ones, I think. (laughs) okay um he isn't known for being warm and fuzzy definitely (laughs) nobody would describe him as such not even um okay right this may explain why so many fictional villains are modeled on this personality oh my
0: gosh
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's not really a villain but i think he can be a Morally gray character, both in um, both as uh, Ivar and as um, Ingvar in medieval times. Okay, I'll browse quickly through strengths. He's rational, informed, independent, determined, curious, and original. Yes, check all of them. Weaknesses: <laughs> arrogant, dismissive of emotions, overly critical. Com- combative I'm not sure about the pronunciation socially clueless I guess he can be socially clueless I'm not sure about this one Uh, maybe when it comes to intimate relationships but otherwise it's not really apparent Uh, Mm -hmm. he he would rather just seem annoyed rather than socially clueless
0: yes I agree that's a good way to put it (laughs) I don't think he's socially clueless because that would indicate a kind of awkwardness, but he's not awkward.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So only if uh, somebody tries to get really intimate with him, that's when he could come off as uh, a bit awkward and a bit shy. But, you know, you'd have to get really close to him to notice that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. So how about romantic relationships? another nice quote which i think would summarize quite well the um the relationship between him and ulf it says of all forms of caution caution in love is perhaps the most fatal to true happiness says bertrand russell and yeah i think <laughs> Ulf would say that about uh, uh, ivar he he can do some things that can be uh, fatal to happiness <laughs> Um, he approaches romance strategically with clear-cut goals and the plan for achieving them. No wonder, since he is uh, good as a project manager and, you know, all the other things that he does as an executive officer in the company. So I think this is how he approaches romance as well. <laughs> um finding a compatible partner can be a particular challenge definitely because he's rarely satisfied with things as they are. So um, he ha- he applies a relentlessly critical eye to every potential partner. Yes, and this is why he doesn't engage in any relationships uh, until he reconnects with Ulf. mm-hmm the woes of dating he doesn't Archite- he doesn't date <laughs> exactly. This exactly this is why he doesn't even bother and it's interesting how how it is put here it says architects value depth intelligence and unmitigated honesty and a relationship that isn't founded on these values simply isn't worth pursuing so um um it says that uh they can um um as as they mature and gain experience exactly the way it happens in my novel many architects eventually come to understand the purpose of romantic rituals but until that that point they may decide dating is too irrational or beneath them that's <laughs> again that summarizes a part of the plot in my novel <laughs> i feel exposed this is too good hmm it's so on point. <laughs> I know, I know. And here basically it says that it's difficult for him to express emotion and sometimes that makes him feel inadequate because he realizes that he is supposed to be more emotional or to uh, talk about his emotions more um so he he fails and then he feels inadequate so as as much as he is confident in in himself he knows that this is his weak point but he will have to get out of his comfort zone if he wants to really have a healthy relationship Mm all right uh career it's no surprise that jobs in engineering research science and technology are common choices for architects or business analysts Yes of course this is uh, um this is well put because it says that um as their careers progress they may be drawn to positions that allow them to influence a company's or organization's overall strategies um so he can have an influential role as project manager yeah th- this is very well said th- this is what he does mhm all right uh and as a manager uh he is uh, um he he values uh true merit and doesn't like people who just want to uh, um easily get off with things <laughs> without working too much and um so he can be quite uh, um He can overanalyze and be overly critical with his employees, but at the same time, he is just, and nobody can say otherwise. All right. And about friendships, um, architects care about depth and quality, and he doesn't have uh, many acquaintances that he meets like Ulf does, but he'd rather have just a few good friends. And I don't think this... Uh, what I'm going to say, applies very much to Equilibrium if we think about his friend Henrik. Um, It says, in friendship, architects are looking for an intellectual match as much as anything else. Uh, He craves mental stimulation and and have the most fun among friends who can challenge their ideas. And I think this uh, would apply in his uh, medieval version to his friendship with Aiden. So that's the Mm -hmm. ideal kind of friendship that an architect can have and he thankfully finds it in um, um, my novel Sons of Disobedience. Exactly I think you know this is something that
0: he always wanted but he didn't have the words for it until he experienced it.
1: Exactly exactly because um, he is friends with Henrik uh who corresponds to the medieval Håkon? so uh they don't have anything else than some shared interests for uh for sports um because he ivar is very uh, dissatisfied with everything and and bored and uh, uh resigned to everything being so substandard uh he sometimes seeks thrills by doing extreme sports and uh hendrik is the adventurous type so this is what they do together but they don't talk much they don't have a very um strong connection or communication Mm -hmm.
0: The Waster says in YouTube, greetings. Thank you for watching. You know, I saw that there were four people watching in total, and now it has dropped to two. But, you know, thank you so much for joining in and, you know, for watching this awesome podcast with Warren talking about her
1: characters. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you are uh, enjoying this. This has been really fun uh, for me to uh, to to discuss these things and uh, i'm excited to see how on point all of these results were and um i think that this points to the fact that um the characters are consistent uh because uh you know that they all fall so well together all of these pieces of information so it means that uh they feel like real characters so i think this is an uh, accomplishment mm mm-hmm, definitely
0: You've done a great job fleshing them out. And this is going to help even more. You know, this is going to give
1: you the vocabulary to think more about them. Exactly. And and maybe it even, I think it even points out some aspects that I haven't really considered before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you have anything about um, him as a
0: parent? Or not really, because he's not a parent.
1: Um, mm, No, I don't think I, I saved anything. But uh, about parents, it says that um he ivar could uh, um teach his child how to think and not what to think and I think that was really interesting because uh he he does sort of have a child i mean if if he remains uh in a relationship with Ulf he would have to be involved at least partly in the upbringing of Ulf's daughter. So um, he would do a, a great job in uh, uh, teaching her how to think for herself. Mm-hmm even though he's otherwise very bad with kids, but thankfully she has all. So she doesn't have to rely on Ivar. She can come to Ivar with homework always. That's not going to be a problem. But other than that, um, I'm not sure if is a good father. He's very impatient with kids and, uh, um. he he would even avoid spending time with her which is of course not nice and this is how he can be very insensitive but Mm -hmm. when he does have to spend time with her i think i think he would like spending time with her when she grows up but Mm -hmm. now when she is you know under 10 he would find small children so annoying (laughs) (laughs) so the waster says
0: it's better to talk about your characters speak it into existence it helps with memory too so much of my work is in misplaced notebooks
1: that's fantastic and thank you so much for sharing your own insight as uh, as an author this is amazing that's true that's true i think you have to be very organized in this job and i also struggle with this i'm not an organized person in real life Uh, with writing I try to be organized because it's my greatest passion and I put more effort than I put into my job (laughs) so so this is the most organized I can be but I know that you can easily lose yourself in all the information
0: Mm -hmm. I think speaking is one of the first steps right once you have these recordings you know you're more you're more motivated to start writing about them
1: That's true. And having someone to brainstorm with, like I am so lucky to have with you uh, with the podcast, this is really helping you structure your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: So, you know, we have concluded both Ivar and Ulf's personality quiz results. And would you say you learned anything new about these characters?
1: Hmm, I think I did. I, I never thought much about Ulf as a parent for example so this is one thing that i learned and also um there is a part you know that part with ivar uh how he is as a manager in a career environment and that's also very valuable because uh, uh, his job is very different from my own so i have a hard time uh imagining him at work so i think that is going to be really helpful because i'll, I'll be trying to build on that mm-hmm, definitely I think
0: one of the challenges of writing contemporary fiction is writing about a career that you don't really know about right
1: i know because in the middle ages there's no one say oh look i am a, a norse or <laughs> norse law speaker and what you wrote is not accurate or you know I, i'm a medieval healer I, nobody really knows so as long as you are well informed i guess that There is only so much you can do. But if it's contemporary, then people can easily do what you wrote. (laughs) Right. And the last question of this podcast
0: is, how different are Ulf and Ivar from their medieval versions, Eolf and Ingvar?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, I think... Uh, that they are more um, violent in their (laughs) medieval versions, definitely. And they have suffered uh, much more trauma because they have had, I mean, Ivar has had quite a sheltered life. Uh, He has had to deal with some mental illness in his family. But other than that, he has a very comfortable life. Uh, Whereas in medieval times, you know, there's, there's, war and a lot of death and uh he also kills people because he's a warrior so that has a great impact on uh, on his behavior and on the way he thinks so uh, there's definitely much more violence and in ulf as well because he has suffered uh, a lot of trauma Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas here, you know, yeah, he, he was abandoned by his mother, but he was in the care of Norwegian social services and uh, and uh, placed, uh, more adopted by uh, a doctor. So it's it wasn't that bad. I mean, Norway has a, a great... Uh, um uh, system of uh, social services so uh, it really doesn't compare to what he had to go through in the medieval period in Mm -hmm. in the 10th century being uh, left to die in the woods by his mother and having to to do a lot of uh, shady things and deal with a lot of cruel people so yeah there There's more trauma in their lives, which leads them to being more um, prone to hurt other people. True. And also some of their traits are more
0: extreme.
1: Mm, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Exactly.
0: But I would agree. I think generally speaking, they are quite similar. The core of their characters is the same, but it's just the externalities that have been changed.
1: That's true, and this is really so fun to explore. This is one of the reasons why I started writing Equilibrium Point in the first place, because you know, in in, in the medieval uh, setting, there's, I think, only so much that you can uh, explore with these uh, characters. But then um, you can put them in other situations, uh, new situations that reveal new things about them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Varn Thank you. Thank you so
0: much for listening. Yep. thank you so much for listening, guys. This was an amazing podcast and we will be doing more like this with other characters of yours, like Aiden and Merwin. Yes, definitely. I cannot wait. Thank you.